0: Welcome to the Jamodi Podcast, where we interview coaches and leaders to find out not just what they do, but how they do what they do. Becoming the best version of ourselves is Jamodi. Just a matter of doing it. Uh, I love following you on social media, not just for your basketball stuff, but also uh, your cooking things as well. Like you always have these amazing... Uh, meals prepared and things and, but one 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 picture about your team that I really loved is created by culture uh, that phrase with, with some of your guys on the picture could you just tell tell us a little bit about what is the culture that you try to create
1: there it, absolutely and it has um it's been the same cornerstones for most of our career um uh, as I mentioned, it and, it, and I think it's important to restate it, first and foremost, we recruit character and high-energy guys. And once we can get past that component, then I think it's important that we're looking towards guys that can meet those four cornerstones of our program. Hard work, toughness, passion, unity. Hmm. We've talked a little bit about hard work already. The fact that um, that that it is it is a learned activity. Um, it is a skill. But we believe thoroughly if you're going to be successful in our program, you're going to have to be a guy that wants to really work hard. We we say we're a hard work basketball program, and to live up to that, we're going to push our guys to their to what they feel their limits are. And we've got to have guys that are willing to be pushed to those limits. Hmm. Not everybody is.
0: That's a good point. The,
1: the toughness part is a lot of times people assimilate toughness with just being physically strong. Or To me, it's more, it's more mental than it is physical. And I'll give you an example of how it relates directly to us. In our defensive approach, we're very simplistic with our pack line. A lot of the same things that we're going to be working on in uh, our early season practice, September, October, we're going to be doing in February and March. Mm. And so when you're doing those same things over and over and over, and I'm not the proponent, I say at clinics all the time, if you came to get a lot of drills from us, and you're probably not going to leave real happy because we don't do a lot of drills, but we do a few drills a ton. A ton, yeah. And so the, the repetition, repetition can be tedious. It can be boring, so to speak. To me, though, I, I think repetition represents success and, and winning mm. because it builds two things for us it obviously is increasing our, improving our our habits, improving the skill that we're working on, but it's building that mental toughness, that mental ability to fight through those uh, laborious repetitions to get to the next one, the next one, the next one, and to embrace the grind. And when we can get guys that can do that, obviously, um, our chances of success have went up greatly. Passion, uh, we talked about a little bit. We want guys coming in that are energetic. They're excited to be there. They Mm -hmm. want to be in practice. Again, I don't deal well with the guy that wants to come in and, you know, and I realize we all have our ups and downs. Right, you'll have a day. We know as coaches, uh, my my worst day, I've got to go in there and I've got to have a a great face on. I've got to have – I've got to show enthusiasm. I've got to show energy because if I'm not doing that, they're not going to, they're certainly not going to have that. Mm-hmm. And I want guys that are going to be that way, not guys that I've got to feel like that, you know, I've, I've, I've got to pull them along the way. Like we're going to the dentist office and I'm pulling <laughs> teeth. No, I don't, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I want guys that when I walk on that practice floor, I can't wait to get there. That's the best two hours of my day. I want it to be the best two hours of your day. And then finally unity. And this is a big one for us because it's, it's hard. You know, we get hit all the time with, um, well, if I come and play for you, am I just going to be a screener? I, I saw a guy tweeted the other day. I thought it was awesome. Uh, portal guys aren't, aren't leaving to go be screeners in places. So, <laughs> you know, they don't want to do that. That's right. Uh, we listen, everybody has a role mm-hmm. and your ability to not just accept that role, but to em- embrace it and apply it. Uh, you know, our sports, the hardest sport, I, I believe, because if you're, if you're a baseball player, you know what your role is. It's dictated by your position. If you're a football player, it's dictated by your position, but because of the positionless nature yes, sir. that has always existed in our game, yep. um, it becomes a, a great gray area. And so what is my role? And I think we as coaches, it's incumbent upon us to be very specific. This is your role. This is how you best help your team. And we need guys that are going to accept again and embrace that role. The, the other piece of that, when we're recruiting, again, I think it's imperative. How does a young man um, interact with his team? You know, does he get all fired up and upset and mad because somebody didn't pass him the ball or somebody made a mistake? Or is he going over and picking a guy up that just made a heck of a play and patting him on the back and telling him what a great job he did? Is he huddling these guys together? You know, th- those are the things that, that, that we look for. And that's what our culture's about. It's hard. It's hard to get. It's hard to create that. We are. We have made great strides in that regard in a very short period of time. I feel like, and I don't want to use it as an excuse because we did a lot of things to overcome it, but COVID to a degree hurt us some because you lose the personal contact with your guys. And it's more than just on the practice floor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were able to do that, but we weren't able to go to lunch with one of them or or have them in the office, three or four of them to watch film, or just them, or to bring them over to my house for for a team dinner, or individually Mm -hmm. uh, in small groups, or just one guy. You know, guy has a – because we said, you know, sometimes you have a bad day. A guy has a bad day. Hey, come on, you're coming home and having dinner with me tonight. Um, Where you get to talk about things that, you know, have nothing to do with basketball. And it's just – COVID made that difficult. It didn't make it impossible. It uh, made things like technology. Uh, if you would have asked me to do this a year ago on Zoom <laughs> or a year and 18 months ago, I said, Matt, what are you talking about? What's Zoom? <laughs> I wouldn't know what that was. Right. But um, so there's been a lot of good things that come out of it, too. Mm-hmm. We we did all the Zooms and with our team and individuals and film. And when we went in our little um you know, our quarantines, which were necessary and important, but still difficult. Um, This Zoom was a lifesaver because we had guys that are sitting in their bagging dorm rooms with nothing to do, you know, ready to bounce off the walls. So, you know, the opportunity to have some interaction with them in that way was really cool.
0: Yeah, I I think this last year definitely forced us as coaches to be more creative, think outside the box of what we're traditionally normally allowed to do. And And figure out a way
1: yes no doubt no doubt uh yeah and you know if anything you you nailed it uh matt it's about um you have to be able to adapt Mm -hmm. you know i my son and i were talking the other day i'm very blessed my son is my assistant coach that's cool jimmy played for me at tusculum college and and that was really cool i mean i i you know to be with your son every day um you know, I just saw where uh, Pat Baldwin's son is going to play for him at Milwaukee. I thought that's so, that's so cool. That's so great. Because you just can't replace that, um, mm-hmm. There, there's not a price tag there. Right. When, when you get to be with your son uh, or a family every single day. And then, and now to coach with him has been even better to watch him grow and to watch him take a leadership role with our guys has has been really cool. But we were talking the other day and I said, um, you know, I've been a part of five different decades, Mm. which I guess makes me kind of (laughs) old. I've been a part of, I've coached in five different decades, starting in the, as the head coach. Now I've coached in six decades as an assistant. Um, but as a head coach, I've coached in five, five different decades from the eighties until now. Mm. And, you know the changes that we've seen, and if nothing else, just technology. Yeah. You know, when I started coaching, uh, we didn't have cell phones, and that's one of the reasons that we you're in the office at seven in the morning and you're staying to seven or eight at night because your phone time was big in in the evening. That's you know from that four o'clock time on, that's when you were on the phone, mm-hmm. uh, and you had you had to use a school phone because. <laughs> you know, the, uh, expense involved in it and, and you know, it's, it's just from that to cell phones, to internet, to things like we're doing today, yeah. it's, it's amazing. And you've got to be able to adapt and move forward with that and utilize it. And if you're one of these guys that say, I can't do that, you're going to get left behind.
0: That's right. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast